You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is John Townley and I'm joined by Ashley Priest to, I suppose, chew the fat on Aston Villa's defeat against Man City, but also do a bit of a midweek catch-up. It's not much of a post-match uh, review because it was a few days ago now, wasn't it, wasn't it Ash? Um, I suppose it started or ended better than it started against Man City. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, a lot, a lot, the, uh, lot what you let off there. You, yeah, it finished better, didn't it, John? Yeah. Um, poor start, game was done and dusted at half-time. So looking forward to Arsenal Saturday now. Yeah, they play Man City tomorrow, so I'm uh, clutching at straws. I might be a bit tired for the lunchtime kickoff, but um, but yeah, hopefully we see a reaction on Saturday. Uh, yeah, early kickoff, and yeah, we need to see a response, don't we? Really? Yeah, it's a shame really that we have to play us. I mean, in a way, it could be a good thing because it's almost like a nothing to lose game. But at the same time, we've now lost two in a row, and finishing in the top half has all of a sudden become a bigger task because. I don't know, like at one point it was like we were knocking on the door. We we did so much work to get near the top 10. And then um, obviously we've lost two games in a row and it just feels like we've got to do what we've already done, which is win like five of our first nine games. Got to do that again. Yeah, And it's not getting any easier, as you say, against Arsenal. And then after that, going to Everton. And I think Everton will be well up for that, obviously, a home game. They need to win most of their games at Goodison Park to stay up. So, yeah, yeah they don't be much uh, easier and... It's difficult because, as we mentioned off air, it's almost like the season's finished. Although there's a lot to play for, it just feels so... Villa are going to have to get results and pick points up where, again, you wouldn't necessarily expect it to happen. And yes, we've done it already, but that was just after Emery walked through the door and who knows, players are looking uh, and thinking, I don't know, it's not much of a manager bounce now because they've already had that and hopefully towards the end of the season we can continue to get points. But yeah, against City, obviously... a top team, one of the best teams in the world. But the manner of how we played in the first half, we didn't really help ourselves, did we? I mean, Watkins said it himself. Villa were too soft. I think he said too soft for his words. Yeah. And we lacked intensity, didn't we? We lacked that sort of bite and fight that you would expect us to have, to be fair. Yeah, 100%. And Emery said afterwards, he's taken each game now, new information. He's been, he's been given to him from the players. Are there, are there, are there coasting, some coasting through it? So some wasting their chances, be, mm. being selected all the time. Leon Bailey's in and out of form, isn't he, really? So he's taking information on from the players ahead of this big summer, as we're calling it. Um, mm. So, yeah, the the uh, those that are cheating, as it were, and, and coasting through games will be found out over these next, what is it, 10, 12 weeks now. So it's about getting as much information on board from the manager ahead of a recruitment drive in the summer. And, yeah, I think... Quite a few players are, 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 are on standby, as it were, or on notice, sorry, um, yeah. in order to kick on next season. Because we sat down with the zone last week, wasn't he, saying Champions League, European football, this. Yeah. Uh, fans are getting tired of that now. So, it's, it's yeah, I think um, interesting few weeks ahead for me. Like you say, we need to get results, John, don't we, to, to push into that top 10. Um, four points are just the top 10 now. Crystal Palace are on our coattails as well, just behind us as well now. So, yeah, intriguing few weeks ahead with the, the games coming up. Arsenal, Saturday, Everton. That's a real test of character to go Goodison Park now, given uh, given what Dodge has done there. So, so yeah, looking forward to seeing the response from the players as well. Yeah, I think that, and that's what that's what we need as a fan base, I think, too, because say, we, the first half of the season was complete write-off playing 
uh, under Steven Gerrard and didn't get the results we needed. And we had that boost under Emery. And yes, Leicester are a good team with James Madison and Man City we know are good and Arsenal are terrific. Everton as well are good. But every team in the league's got something going for them somewhere. So yeah. can't really make the excuses that Arsenal are top of the league and they should be, you know, they might be winning the league. Well, we're playing at Villa Park in the 12.30 and the, what's that, three two or three days after they play Man City, obviously yeah. on Wednesday. So there's no reason why we can't compete against these teams. And that's the mentality that we have to have to get into anywhere near the top six, like a Newcastle has. They've lost one game in 18 or something. And their mentality isn't to, you know, shrivel up against teams who seem to be better than them or have got something going for them. It's it's about attacking it um, and using the qualities that we have. But yeah, the first half against City wasn't, wasn't anything like that at all. Um, the first goal was obviously a set piece. Kamara loses his runner, a couple of blocks in the middle of the in the middle of the box, and yeah, Villa go one down early on, and it was not the start that we needed. Although I actually thought we played quite well in the first uh, sort of exchanges. I know Bailey had a half chance as well. Yeah, um, first minute. Yeah, yeah, going one nil down. But then after that, I did think, yeah. I, Villa will go down the other end and we can make chances because City were playing like three at the back. I think Walker was injured for most of the game too. So they were yeah. vulnerable. Then you go two down and obviously we'll speak about Grealish as well for the third goal. But yeah, the second goal, particularly Ash, obviously communication between Chambers and Martinez. Ming's coming out of the team due to injury. It's not really <laughs> on the eve of the game as well. It's not really what you want. And say so that Chambers uh, mistake or Martinez mistake, whoever you blame it on, that was um, hardly ideal to go two down in that manner. Yeah, I was, I was sitting next to the Villa analysts and I spoke to them before the game. Right. And I said, I said, what do you make of Man City? What they're playing, Man City? And he says, Pep likes to play this box formation. So Rodri will come into the midfield. And what our plan is, is to have Watkins and Bailey on the break, a uh, bit of pace. So that's why Emery kept with, with, with his formation. So it was interesting sitting next to the analysts next to me. Um, but yeah, just like, I, think, I think Watkins said after as well, too soft. Um, really sorry for ourselves as well. When you're going down, so but look, it's, it's not helped, is it? When you mistakes again, John, isn't it? I think they shipped seven goals in the last two games, isn't it? I think, and a lot of them have been individual errors. Um, so given given the opposition a leg up straight away, so defensively, of late, Villa haven't looked good at all. Um, Miss Tora Mings badly at the weekend, and hopefully he's back this week. So yeah, defensively need to book up. No home clean sheet at Villa Park since October, <clears throat> six without a clean sheet at home. So we nice to book that trend. Because um, yeah. that, that's yeah, home form and Uno Emery stressed what he wants to improve. He needs to improve the home form. I think he's the away form has been good, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's something he wanted to sort out when he first come in with his home form. Now this, this, this the atmosphere is a bit strange down there of late, isn't it? I think I feel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you get a few wins wins at home starting Saturday, you could. Get a bit of momentum and you're snowballing into results, then and things think things start to look up. You get a bit of that momentum, that feel good factor returns, and you can hopefully finish the season in style. So that's what I'm aiming for, anyway. Hoping for, yeah. And I think again, although Arsenal are going for the title, and although Everton are battling for relegation, you've got to get results against these teams because it's at this point of the season where it's the teams in mid table from anywhere between ninth and 13th or 14th, they're the teams that are. So they, they're the most vulnerable teams to move down the league and not pick up results because it's so imperative that teams above them going for European football, mm-hmm. stay in the league. All of those teams are trying to get points and get one over on clubs above them. So, again, it's a test of character and that's probably a good thing. But we need to come through it because if we don't, then again, we're looking at the summer and thinking, oh, it's a major rebuild. And you have to start next season well. And I've already seen some comments in the uh, 
comment section saying it's a season, you know, almost wasted again. And I totally agree. But I suppose that was going to be the case, wasn't it? When you sack your manager nearly halfway through this halfway through the season and then next year, although we've been saying it for years, uh, it's true we have, but that is the season where we have to start to do something because if we don't, then it's going to be, well, where are we going? What, you know, pointing things at everything, then recruitment and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's in place for us to have a good season next year, but we need to start seeing something as well this year because it's yeah, it's a long end to the season, isn't it? And that's not what anyone wants. Um, we'll talk about the third goal, Ash, obviously just before half-time, a penalty, Riyad Mahrez penalty. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Grealish, I say up to his tricks. I mean, us Villa fans know how he plays and how well he plays and also how he can buy free kicks and uh, set pieces. What was your take on the incident? I mean, in my opinion, it obviously brings the ball across Ramsey, but and I obviously know why it's a penalty in terms of he's, he's got contact and he's gone over, but I, I almost thought it was too elaborate and almost too deliberate the way that he shifted his, I think his right or left leg, one of the two, uh, across Ramsey and then went over. And I feel like if it was, if there were, you know, almost directly behind it. If Ramsey was directly behind Grealish, it would be more of a case. But I think the way that Grealish clearly bought it, I think that's why I was a bit, you know, that simulation in my opinion. But um, yeah, what was your take on it? I was looking for the sniper in the Etihad. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's if that's if that's sorry, if that's Ramsey bursting into the box and going down like that, I think we're screaming blue murder, aren't we? There's contact, there's contact, but the, it was theatrical. Grealish is clever with it. He always has been. And um, like you say, he's done that for Villa before. Maybe not for a penalty, but countless times winning three kicks like that. And if you get that close, I think Grealish coming across was clever, bringing his body across. He didn't, have, he didn't give Ramsey a chance, really. Ramsey tried to get out of the way. Slightest of touches. <clears throat> You're going down. You took the Etihad. You're 2 down. What's the referee going to do? He's going to blow for a penalty, isn't he? So soft, theatrical. But yeah, clever for me. Yeah, and VAR aren't going to turn that over. And it's, it was a shocking weekend for VAR in general. But I mean, you can't really. I know VAR's purpose is to look at those and say, "Oh, is it or isn't it a foul?" But it's again that sort of clear and obvious. It's completely wishy-washy to me. Um, but I wasn't surprised that VAR didn't overturn it. But you said the referee's always going to give it to the Etihad, and again, like the letter of the law, I suppose, if this contact and Grish has gone over, that's. A penalty, and I think you probably need to blame, as I say, the letter of the law rather than what Grealish did. That's my opinion. But yeah, if I don't want to see penalties being given for that because you know you, you're buying it, really, aren't you? You're across the pitch, you know. So, but yeah, uh, we won the second half. That was the main positive. Um, Ollie Watkins scoring his sixth, I think it's his sixth goal of the season. Is that right? I think. Sixth Premier League goal, yeah. Sixth Premier League goal. He's been involved a lot, hasn't he? Really, really. Really improved in under Emery, hasn't he? Um, like you say, his goals record is pretty good. Goal, goals per game ratio is pretty good, isn't it, John? Yeah, really good. Um, compared to others, I've seen that stat, isn't it? Only, only Benteke and Carew have got more. I've got better goals per game ratio this turn of the century. So he's in some good company, Ollie. He has a bit, a bit of a marmot player at mm-hmm. times amongst the fan base. But yeah, um, he's doing well of late. And long may that continue. The finish as well. Very, very, very good finish. Um, one Watkins to look back on. I think I've done well there. I want more of them. Um, we don't see too many of them Watkins finishes, so I think um, he'd be pleased with the way he took that goal, feeding off scraps as he was. And uh, if he's, yeah, hopefully his, his scoring continues now because that'll help us. Yeah, and he's on some form. So, like you say, long may that continue. Yeah, he could do with a strong second half of the season. That's what he's 
at least started with. Um, exactly. I think we mentioned in previous podcasts. He's always been a bit of a, a streaky player. He, you know, scoring four games and then not in the next six or whatever it may yeah. be. But overall, it's um, 44 goal contributions in his first 100 games, which is nearly a contribution every game, which is really good, obviously. Um, but again, to lead the line for Villa, you need to be doing it consistently and leading the line for Villa to get into Europe, you need to be doing it consistently. So, yeah, I, clearly a good player, Watkins, and I rate him very highly. He's, say, he's Marmite for some fans, but I struggle to, I don't know. I mean, we know he's not uh, you know, a natural striker, should we say, and I think he's done very well to score the amount of goals that he has. Um, but to me, you don't replace him. You need to use him and make use yeah. of what he brings. You, if, especially if you're playing two up front, it means that Watkins doesn't have to have the burden of scoring every every game. And that's probably helped him as well since Emery's come in because you've got two players up front, two uh, uh, attacking midfielders, I suppose you could call them as well, and yeah. wing back one up and down. So there's, there's plenty of you know, ammunition and opportunities to score goals for other players too. So he doesn't have to feel like he's going into every game, having to score once or twice. And that probably didn't help his confidence, especially when it wasn't clicking for him at, at the start of the season. I think it was like one goal in 11 or something since mm. um, or up until Gerard got sacked. So, yeah, definitely, I would say, you know, a turn of form, but at the same time, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's just Emery getting the best out of him. This is now the start of, a, or not, not necessarily the start, but the continuation of the Ollie Watkins that we, the player that we know he can be um, in the Premier League. So, you know, credit to him. Uh, John Duran as well, obviously came on in the second half and was a big part behind that goal as well, I thought. Um, yeah. I think it was his first action, wasn't it? To close down... Bernardo Silva, I think it was. Yeah. Now the ball and Douglas Luiz obviously slots it through to Watkins to finish it. But John Duran as a whole in the 30 minutes that he got, plus yeah. about five minutes against Leicester. But that was positive as well. I've been really impressed from what I've seen of him. He's obviously still only 19, one season in the MLS. There's plenty to uh, plenty to like about him from what I've seen so far. Yeah, huge size as well, John. I don't realise the press bench at Man is quite low and he's massive for 19. I think he's six... Six months younger than Louis Barry. And the difference between size yeah. is incredible. So, um, good left foot on him as well. Left footed striker, quite rare nowadays. And he hit that half alley sweet. Um, good technique with that one. When someone looking up to score, gets around the pitch very quick, physical, suits the Premier League um, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by him. I asked Emery about him afterwards, but he, he put a. Put a Put a damp towel on it, as you were. Put a damper on it. He said he needs to learn a little bit more tactically, yeah, stuff like that. So, for a, for a start, I think it's a couple of weeks away yet. I'd, I'd start him, chuck him in, why not? But um, I think he's a while, just just, just short from a start at the moment. But yeah, the early signs are re- re- really positive, John. So um, they could have plucked out a gem there. They really could have. Yeah, Matthew's saying that he's pushing for a start. I certainly agree. He's definitely pushing for a start, and I think it's just say Ash. It's Maybe one too early because, again, judging on at least Emery's comments, I don't think he'll be thrown into Arsenal. But no. you look at the form of uh, Leon Bailey, for example, it's probably of benefit to Bailey to be taken out of the team. I don't know if he's a player that can just play himself back into form. I, I, I don't think we've seen that over yeah. the last few weeks. We know what he can bring and he can you know, turn a game on its head when we need it against like a Leeds or... Um, or other teams that he scored because he's done very well this season for me, Bailey. But Duran, I think against Arsenal at least, you know, you need a physical presence up there to deal with a Gabriel and Saliba. Ivan Tony did really well against them at the weekend, playing for Brentford. But yeah, another really exciting cameo for Duran. That um, 
the half volley that he hit, I, I keep watching it and just laughing because the velocity and pace that he hit it with, it was, it, it's mad. It's like you're playing on FIFA or something and you're playing like on yeah. the slide. It just goes boom, crazy, yeah. crashed the bar and it didn't come down. It just went you know, vertically upwards. So, yeah, um, crazy if that went in. That would have been one of the best, probably goal of the season, wouldn't it? Apart from yeah. actually young, unless I've missed one. Um, but yeah, really uh, exciting John Duran, so left-footed, good size, clearly athletic, good on the oh, ball as well. His, yeah. his touch seems to be good. Um, yeah. It's all second appearance, you know, what's he, 35 minutes into the Premier League, into his Premier League career, sorry. So, yeah, yeah really exciting. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because, you know, he's still very young and most strikers, you know, how many strikers can you name that are, you know, good enough to start or lead a Premier League line at the age of 20 or 21? There isn't many. Yeah, not many. So is going to be an exception, and if we've got that player, then it's you know obviously an excellent piece of um, recruitment and business to only get him for fifteen million rising to nearly twenty. Yep. So yeah, really exciting, John Duran. Uh, moving on to the subs, Ash. Obviously, we mentioned there Duran coming on, um, Coutinho as well. I thought was really bright, and yeah. uh, Alex Moreno. I thought played really well, but then in contrast, Wendy. I was reading on one site on like a player ratings, and they put him as NA because they didn't know he was playing, which I thought was a bit harsh, but. For Buendia to play how well against, uh, sorry, considering how well he played against Leicester, and we, you know, wanted him to start against City. Yeah, but he comes off the boil and didn't quite perform, and it's that inconsistency that's going to cost him a place in Emery's team moving forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I'm just just thinking about that now. <clears throat> when you're going two 0 down, three 0 down, backs against the wall, isn't it? And you're attacking players. The Villa did a lot of defending for that first half, and the game probably probably. Was out of sight before Buendia could have a, a positive effect on it. When the ball came into him, he, did, he didn't stick. He didn't yeah. keep it as well. So, yeah, like I say, the week before, Buendia was, fa- was fantastic against Leicester. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, back against the wall, tough for him at Man City, giving their midfield. Yeah, it was hard for him. Whether he starts a weekend, I'll probably, I'll probably keep Buendia in. I'll probably keep him in. But um, you mentioned Moreno. Yeah, I thought... I thought Luca Dean was off the boil. I really did. I was, I was, he was on my side in the first half. The ball was coming to him. He was giving the ball away um, quite a fair bit. So I think Moreno deserves a start for me. I, I chuck him in. The, the, the signs are there. The, I liked his cameo against Leicester. Leicester, was it? Yeah, come on. Down that left-hand side. Created chance after chance. I know he messed up at the end, but he gives us more going forward and more of a threat. And we, we need that if we're going to score goals. So, yeah, I think Moreno's more, more than deserving of a start now. I think Luca Dean's had his little chance. Um and hasn't taken it so yeah Moreno decent little boy as well could be John 12 million quid not bad it seems like Durant seems 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 it could suit the Premier League yeah I totally agree and he won all of his duels against uh, well whoever he was, whoever he was dueling against in the City game but obviously it's going to be a world class player somewhere um, three duels he won one aerial duel and completed all of his dribbles as well he had four or five of those so and compare that to Luca Dean. Luca Dean had one successful dribble, and I think he lost five of his eight duels. So, again, obviously he's played a, more of the game, but equally Moreno's had a big impact in the thirty minutes he's had. So, yeah, for me, he's been very good when I've seen him. Moreno, uh, obviously, you mentioned the mistake, but that's you know obviously a mistake that he's rarely made in his career, considering you know, the teams he's played at, and obviously playing for Betis last year, done really well. Yeah, uh, for a few seasons actually. So yeah, I'd chuck him in as well. Obviously, uh, Arsenal are playing uh, Saka on that right-hand side, which could be a test for him. But we haven't seen him, I don't think, tested defensively too much yet. I think against Southampton, he started and 
their wing had a bit of joy for for you know for, for part of the game, but he needs those sort of battles, Moreno, to gear it for next season because we know he's got it going forward. We've already seen that in the you know four appearances he's made, one starting. But now we need yeah. to see what can you do the other way because I don't know. I know Emery has been saying that it's a different profile to Luca Dean, but. Is that just going forward? Because if he's not up to it defensively, then that's an issue. Because then yeah. you've got Dean who you know could probably do a bit of both, but not necessarily excel in the way that Emery wants to go going forward. Whereas Moreno can, you know, we need Moreno to do to do um, to do both sides of the game well. So yeah, really positive in my opinion. And Coutinho as well, I thought was bright. I think that's probably one of the best we've seen him play too. I know he scored against uh, Leicester. Obviously, he was ruled out for offside, but you just wonder if him having that moment. Maybe just you know, sort of flicked a switch in him and thought, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know. Got the second half of the season now. Am I going to be at Villa or not? I suppose I won't be if I'm not going to perform until the end of the season. So he's got you know a carrot, I suppose, to sort of chase. A lot of the team don't, but for Coutinho, he, he's got to get back into the form, hasn't he, before the end of the season? Yeah, I think he's ever since had these blonde highlights put in. Johnny's uh, looked a new man. Yeah. Um, yeah, the penny's dropped for him, I think, over the last few weeks. I think Emery spoke well of him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, from behind the scenes and what you've been doing there, and I think I think I think he's just worked hard, knuckled down a bit harder, and start start feeling sorry for himself. And think I've got to switch on here. My career is a short one, coming to the back end of it. Um, and yeah, I think he knows on his day he's better than most Villa players in that eleven when he's on the money. Um, so I think yeah, he's got to prove himself, prove a point to himself now. Get back in that starting eleven. The last time he started a game, I think was. Um, he didn't start Stevens, did he? He, start, he did. He did, but, yeah. Um, he was poor in that game. The last, last Premier League start was back in against Forest back in October. So he had to start a Premier League game under under Emery. Will that, ha- will that happen on, on Saturday, given his little cameos? Not quite sure. Um, given what Emery demands defensively and tactically, is he a bit of a luxury player still? Um, especially against a team like Arsenal who will come out and attack us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with his, his, his form of late, but we need a bit more, don't we? Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like some sometimes, like after a game, it will be uh, take a, sorry a case of our oh, continue has to play and Buendia has to be dropped. But then last week we were saying Buendia has to have a run in the team, so it's we can't be too overreactionary with what we've seen after one performance. And yeah. you know th- things change a lot. And what was Stevenage like, a month ago? And in that month we've beaten Spurs, so we've gone from like a low to a high down back to a low. And yeah, as long as this low doesn't become a a run of form like we had under Gerard, where it was last last season, where it was um, it's obviously started well, then we had a horrible run, and then we picked it up a little bit more, and then we had a bad run to the end of the season again. That's not something that we want, uh, yeah. and that's down to play performances for me. So, yeah, players need to have something to fight for, and at least Coutinho say has that sort of carrot of trying to earn his place in the team because at the moment it doesn't look like he's going to be with us if we're going to be signing another winger or a striker. There's no place for a player on, you know whatever he is on a week. Um, mm. There's places for the teams. Uh, yeah, so Arsenal at the weekend, so they've got City in midweek. Could be a wounded animal or equally a team that's... Yeah. We go, what What would it be? Uh, would it be six points clear, I think, if they were to beat us and beat City? So, yeah, obviously they've had uh, a loss to Everton, a draw to Brentford, but that will be another test, as we've touched on there. Um yeah something that we could look forward to I suppose uh, we'll yeah. move away from City briefly Ash and just end the podcast on um, some comments from Emmy Martinez if you haven't seen them previously to the watchers it, I suppose it's nothing new what he said but equally 
alarming, I suppose. Um, he basically came out and said that I think it was to an Argentinian paper, Ole. I think it was. I think it was. Um, basically said that his dream is to win the Champions League. He's obviously thirty years old now, so he's probably got another six years. At, you know, to to fulfil that dream, but he did mention obviously that's very difficult to do with Villa. I was happy that he just named us in the sort of conversation of winning the Champions League. To be fair, but yeah, yeah to say it's your dream to win the Champions League, that's not necessarily a surprise. But then I think the timing is also, um, you know, the summer windows coming up. He's just won the World Cup with Leo Messi. If you put yourself in Martinez's shoes, you know, you want to continue winning the top titles, right? Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's. Yeah, career thing. His, his, his trajectory's been fantastic over the last 12, 18 months. Mm. One of the, for me, the best goalkeeper in the world in the world right now. For me, um, so yeah, they, yeah, they were a bit alarming in that sense, Matt. It's tough to know the context in that in that we're in. What, what the question was asked, but yeah, he wants to play Champions League football. He want would like to do that with Aston Villa. Villa are a million miles away from that at the moment. Just trying to think the club. What clubs would stump up? What's Martin as well, John? If you if you're you're Perzo now, what do you value what do you value Martin is at? What's your what's your valuation? What's your asking price? <laughs> we're on the spot. I think we'd have to go near to the record, wouldn't we? Because that's the way that football's going. Like if you look how much money's been spent over the last, you know, two years, it's just doing that all the time. I think I saw somewhere that the um the French striker, that Cola Moani guy, the one who I think he was the one uh, Martinez saved his shot. He's done well for like Frankfurt, and apparently he's worth 100 million now just because he's a striker that top clubs want. So I know Martinez isn't a striker, but the point is that any top player in their position is, you know, sort of nine figures. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I'm it. 100 million pound release clause or release clause. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that is the um, uh, consideration, isn't it? We don't know what the contract was because obviously he signed that in. January, obviously forward thinking from Villa, the World Cup coming up. So he's contracted for another is it four and a half years, I think. Yeah, so massively. Yeah. Villa's Villa's stance, we've got we've got all the cards. Martinez loves the club. And um, you know, just little things like when we allowed him to go to Argentina to yeah. admit the Chelsea game, that allowed him to become a number one for Argentina and live his dream of winning the World Cup. So yeah, it's completely on on our terms. But at the same time, we can't keep a player hostage. And I don't think Sounds a bit dramatic, but Martinez won't be, you know, pleading to leave the club. Nothing like that. I highly doubt it. But at the same time, if any top club wants a goalkeeper in the summer, and I don't think there'll be a shortage of that. I think Bayern Munich want one. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea do. I know they want David Raya. Um, there's other clubs as well that I can't rattle off the top of my head. That's a shame. But if anyone wants a top keeper, M Martinez is surely going to be somewhere on that list, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. You mentioned there, but Bayern by Munich are after a goalkeeper in the summer. Yeah, it's he's top dollar, isn't he, Martinez? And yeah, it'd be interesting to see see if clubs do come from do clubs spend that type of money on a goalkeeper though. I think it would have to be I say a record free keeper, it would have been a what is it seventy million that Kepper was? Yeah. That's the price that we'd set on him. I don't know if that would be the price that we'd get for him because I don't know, Martinez is an excellent keeper, but I do think that you know, the, the top clubs, they're looking for a specific type, aren't they? I think they'd rather, I don't know, some would rather look at David Raya for cheaper. He can play yeah. this almost like a midfielder, but brings less of a, you know, a goalkeeping acumen, I suppose. Yeah. But Martinez, who can do something, can, you know, like a Atletico Madrid or something, who don't necessarily play the fluid football that other clubs would play. So I don't think there'll be a shortage of interest, but as, as you mentioned, there's only so many clubs who can pay top money. and Exactly. A lot of clubs in Europe can't spend money, so you must have to whittle it down to Premier League teams and who are looking for a keeper then. It's, you know, maybe a United or 
Chelsea and if he wants to win a Champions League, are either those clubs going to win one? I don't know. Obviously in a better place than Villa, but I don't think there's a rush on Martinez's part as well. I think he's just saying the obvious. Like He wants yeah. to win the Champions League. You know, of course you do. And he, he's got no nothing to give to Villa. Obviously Villa have helped him out a lot in his career by you know signing him from Arsenal and giving him the platform, but he's done exceptionally well for us. And yeah, we'll see what happens, but I think it's just say like there needs to be some sort of you know, there needs to be interested clubs who are willing to pay that money. What, uh, how much do you think he's worth, Ash? Yeah, a record amount, yeah. That's I, 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 do, I do a Daniel Levy, 100 million, to, <laughs> to, to, to start discussions. But, but like you say, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine this summer. Yeah, I think Villa need to prove to him that they're that main business as well. Um, and that they, they want to push forward. Emery yeah. saying that. The owners say it. Perslow says it. Um, they really want to get to this European football. And Mars says would love, love, love nothing better than to to captain Villa there if, if he's named captain next season so yeah. so yeah I think Martin's quite personal with his, with his Instagram a lot, a lot of them are quite boring but the weekend I thought it was quite good sorry yeah. Villa fans you deserve better than this we will work hard this week and give you a response at home and he, he was devastated at the final whistle he's a perfectionist he's a winner Martinez yeah. when you're losing games he's there's no one in a in a, in a more worse, worse mood than him in the dressing room so he, he takes it to heart and um yeah, he'd, he'd love to get a result this weekend against Arsenal, wouldn't he? He really would. Arsenal fans give him stick every time you know, he plays against them as well. So, um, hopefully he's doing some, some 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 dancing or something afterwards. So, so yeah, hope, yeah hope, hopefully Martin's is here for the long term at Villa. But like, like you say, the club need to show him. They need to, they want to take him with him and, um, and go forward together. Yeah, that's the point. We need to recruit well, invest well and actually do the talking on the pitch because we have spent a lot of money and we've bought players who we thought would take to the next level and it hasn't quite happened yet. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not that Villa were coming like a selling club or anything like that. You know, Grealish had a £100 million buyout, which is a record fee and someone bought it. Martinez is one of the best keepers in the world. If we sell these players, it doesn't mean that we're all of a sudden, you know, uh, sort of abandoning a project or whatever it is. It's just that you can't keep your top players for more than you know, five years in the Premier League if you're not going anywhere yourself because, you know, you have to go with them sort of thing, you know, achieve their dreams with with you sort of thing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in the summer. It'll be a busy summer anyway and it's not necessarily that we, you know, not not something that we want in terms of another issue to sort because obviously buying a goalkeeper and everyone knowing that you've got X amount of money isn't, you know, necessarily a, um, a good thing, although I'm sure there's plenty of keepers out there who can do a good job. Yeah. Uh, for, but I think that'll probably wraps up Ash that's half an hour of midweek chat our next video will probably be for uh, 12.30 isn't it on a Saturday Arsenal yeah. so is that press conference on Friday usually be Friday half Friday afternoon press conference I don't know what, what questions have you you got put in the spot again what would you ask him what would you what would you, <sighs> what'd you like to know it's difficult isn't it <laughs> we should open that up open it up to the comments and see what people say um it's difficult because, as you say, the this, this season almost seems to be peering out ever so slightly. Um, I know you asked him about the Ming's contract situation yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, shame we didn't quite get a concrete answer on that. We need to know if talks are happening or not. Um, Two yeah. goalkeepers? I asked him about that. Didn't really answer That's, that one either. Yeah. It's a bit, bit frustrating, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like a content, content planning session this night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, let us know in the comments what you what you, what you would ask him because um, it is difficult from now until the end of the season because you know you can't quite ask about transfers every week and where the club is season. You need to know about what's going on. I mean, I, I think John Duran's probably the biggest thing that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, at the moment, the, the sort of the brightest light, I suppose, that we have up until the end of the season. You know, 
what can we do there? And I don't know, maybe something about Kamara as well. I think Kamara's been off the ball ever so slightly since that Leicester. Yes, yeah. Uh, Leicester error or two Leicester errors. You, just, you know, you don't want him to knock his confidence. And maybe he's playing with something as well. Who knows? Um, mm. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up next to find out what Ash asked Emery <laughs> at the press conference. <laughs> catch up on uh, Friday for our, yeah. our pre-match Arsenal pod. Thanks for everyone uh, for interacting in the comments today and watching the video. And we'll catch you at the end of the week. Cheers, Ash. Nice one. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa.